In the town of Lonborn, a threat has arisen. Folk and their animal companions under attack by mysterious assailants. Marin has decided to investigate the issue in her own unique way. Now, in the home of a frankly terrified young man, she confronts a beast in the rain and thunder. What will become of her? What has caused Lawnborn to be the target of such threats? Welcome back to Blood Gold. Marin stands in the doorway of the home of Aurelis, a young priest, the door of which was recently smashed in by Marin herself in a interesting attempt to <laughs> to gain information. Nothing you're saying is incorrect. And as she stood in the doorway... I want to clarify. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not just standing in a broken doorway. I made it very clear that I am attempting to fix this door. Mm-hmm. The door that you smashed. Yes, I okay. am attempting to fix it. Yes, and as you were as you were attempting to fix it, three forms emerged from the darkness, lit by thunder and lightning. You don't get lit by thunder. I was going to say. Lit by lightning. Also, um, they're mushroom people, as per my notes, that are very extensive. (laughs) They are mushroom people. (laughs) Uh, You realize after a moment's shock that these are looming mushroom folk. They are large and humanoid, but their proportions are off. Their hands and forearms are huge. They've got large caps that that look like hats. And you can see in the darkness that they are kind of like a pallid, pale color with with brown streaks and skin kind of like uh, decorating their body. A skein is what I meant to say. What? Is there a difference between a skin and a skein? Yeah, like a skein is like, well, shit, now I'm worried that I'm just am misusing a word. A skein is like, um, you know when you uh, warm milk? And a, a film forms at the top. That's yeah. like a skein. Am I making that up? Am I wrong? I, you are the only person I've ever heard use the word skein, and you use it with mole skein, like the notebooks. No, nope, a skein is a length of thread or yarn loosely called a knotted. I guess I just meant a skin. <laughs> well, we're learning things today. <laughs> Zach tried to use vocabulary. It was a critical failure. <laughs> You used a word that exists. I used it wrong. But you used a word that exists. That doesn't matter. I thought you were making up Skeen. So it wasn't a critical failure. I thought you were making it up. Anyway, it's like a uh, like a film almost like a like a uh, rough like they have rough patches of like brown. You know, when you look at a mushroom. Yeah. Like when you see a mushroom. (laughs) Um, And one is lumbering in the doorway and Aurelis, from his bed, where he has not left since you 
burst down his door and he just kind of started crying in fear. Screams, what is that? And Sorel screams, hmm, what, do, what does Sorel shout? Um, just R and start attacking it because I feel like that's really valid. Um, but while you're thinking of that, do mm-hmm. you remember if I brandished my monk's spade? I feel like yes, but I know that I made a specific point of entering his house with my hand axe. But I feel like this was not a part of my extensive notes that just say combat mushroom people. I think when you saw the, I think you did. I brandished it. I, yes? Yeah, I think you did pull out your And that's a fancy spade. word. Romance novels taught me. Brandished. Sorry? What, what's Is the it word? not brandished? Brand? There, There's an R. There's a D. Brandish. Brandished. 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 I pulled out my monk spade. <laughs> crescent side up which is my favorite side now why it's good for lobbing off necks remember when i tried to give your character a biden and you yeah. said no and now you bidens are stupid but crescents <laughs> crescents are where it's at i see this uh this big myconid is kind of lumbering and i think it reaches in with its big pod hand it's sure gonna try okay i'm gonna lob it off <laughs> I have a slicer. You do have a slicer. Very good for slicing. Um, why don't you... Like get... a mandolin. Uh, no, that's the instrument. You know the one that slices off people's fingertips all the time? The what? Co- the cooking instrument that slices off people's fingertips all the time? No. Did people you call on the it internet... a mandolin? Yeah, it's, yeah, it sounds like mandolin. It's not mandolin. Mandolin is an instrument, but it's like a mandolin. Like the word is... is, is, uh, is... Like a deli slicer. But for your fingers... It, I'm going to show it off. It's not for your fingers. No, it's not for your fingers. <laughs> I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. Continue. Well, you can't... Listen, get off your phone. We're no, recording I'm literally a podcast. Looking, I'm looking this up. I'm looking up the slicer. Yeah, man. This isn't Mandoline. the camp. Mandoline. Mandoline. Mandoline, sli- mandoline, mandoline slicer. Mandoline. It slices off people's fingertips, and now I have it on the, t- the tip of my, my... It's not a sword. My monk's spade. I want to slice off his hand. All right. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> slice it off. It's uh, going to go so smooth because he's a mushroom. Give me a strength dex check. Okay. I think I still have an advantage. Mm-hmm. It's still the same day. We, we've been living in this day for days. Yeah. For days. For episodes. All right. I mean, listen, it could be worse. All of Segaranza happened in like, like two oh. days. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Zero's good on a 10. Yes, on a that's ten, a 10. Yeah, okay, so I got a 13. Okay, so you lop off this thing's hand. Um, so smooth, like the smoothest of mushroom cuts. Yep. Uh, there is no blood, there is no gore. You just kind of very cleanly cut through this mushroom's hand, uh, and it kind of raises up its stump uh, and looks at it. Um, and then kind of turns to you. And I said looks at it, but it does not appear to have any visible eyes. And then it's the hand that it still has raises a fist. And I think we are going to go into combat. So this combat is going to be different in that because you are fighting, you're currently in the doorway. As long as you're fighting in the doorway, only one person can be in the front area at a time. Got it. And so, yeah, there's these there's these three myconids and the three of you. So we can have a total of ten objects. Let's start by just naming three objects. The each. broken door. The broken door. All right, is an object. 
the planks of wood I was using to fix the broken door. Okay. The nails I was using to fix the broken door. <laughs> I'm, I, I usually just say the sun, but this time I got some ideas. I got some ideas. The mushroom hand. Okay. I just gave you four. Yeah, that's great. I'm going to say Aurelis. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, We're in his house, a frying pan. Okay, frying pan. Uh, let's see. One, two, three, four, five. We, that's six. So we can come up with four more, but we can come up with those. I think we can come up with those on the fly. How many did I come up with? Wait, you said six? Yeah. How many did I come up with? I feel like I was just rattling off nonsense. Yeah, I mean, you Can you read it again? Mushroom, the, the mushroom hand, the door, the planks of wood, the nails, a relish, a frying pan. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, all right, we can say a kitchen chair. Okay. We're going to say lamp, post. No, no, a lamp post is the thing outside lamp. your door. Yeah, yeah. He, all right, so he's got a, he's uh, like a candelabra thing. He's so fancy. He's got a stand to put candles on so that he can see and he can light up his house. I don't think that's not crazy. No, it's just fancy that he has a candelabra. I mean, I don't know what else you call it. It's a stand. I think a, I think a candelabra has multiple, like it's like the one for multiple candles. Yeah, yeah. He's got like a. It's got. It's like a. It's like a coat rack, but, but for candles. But for candles. This is fancy. Is all I'm saying. All right, I guess it's fancy. I don't think it was that fancy. I thought it was just fancy. I mean, he could just have a single candlestick holder. Anyway, let's cook up this mushroom man. You're going to cook this mushroom? I'm up? considering it. It's a lot of mushroom. You That's a lot of rations. Dungeon meshy in here. If it's just an animated mushroom, it's just a mushroom. If you take out the heart that's making it animated, it's just mushroom. And then you can eat it. You're making a lot of assumptions about this setting, this world. Am I correct? Mm. We're going to find out. You probably have to eat its like mushroom heart or its mushroom brain. Not eat. You have to cut it out and then you can eat it. So, <laughs> uh, we are going to move to initiative. So, I'm going to roll initiative for the three, or actually, no, I don't think I even do roll initiative for these monsters. They have a set initiative. All right. Am I rolling? Yes. All right. I'm rolling for Marin first. She got a nine. Okay. Okay. Sorrel got a three. Okay. Acrea got a ten. Ooh. So uh, that means that the order of order is Acrea, Marin, the Myconids, and Sorrel. So Acrea and Sorrel are deeper in the house, ha- are are a little are behind you right. in the house. Yeah. Uh, Aurelis is screaming because there's. Uh, He's been attacked by an old woman and two kobolds, and then now there is a full-on monster in his house. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's screaming, shouting, uh, just filling the air with noise, and this myconid kind of looms in the doorway. Acrea is moved to act. Acrea is cool, calm, collected, always. So uh, what what would you have Acrea do? So I am looking at either she's going to attack with her fire breath or she's going to defend the out-of-control monk. 
It feels a little bit like a waste, but I think I'm going to have her defend. Okay. I think that I think that sounds valid. That feels very in line with Akraya's character. Yeah, I agree. So I think she has her staff. And I, I think Akraya, I think she like crawls up onto the bed with Aurelis and she holds out a hand to him and to be like, quiet and is is like holding her staff at the ready but she's like putting herself in between Aurelis and this thing yeah that's exactly how i imagined it cool which means next it is your turn yes and i am a hundred percent going to attack so i after i had sliced off the mushroom man's hand i flipped it around to the spade part so now i've just got more of a Stabby slice going on, sort of thing. Um, Or I guess less stabby, because the crescent would be more stabby. This is more like proper slicing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is more proper slicing. All right, so he's coming at me with his other hand, and I'm going to slice it off. Like, it was in in a movement. So I sliced off his one hand. I sliced off hand one with one side, flipped it around, and in my flipping it around, I slice off hand two. Ooh, very... Uh, if This only works if I pull off my, my roll, yeah. but <laughs> that's I mean, the objective. You're definitely going to hit. I'm almost certain you're going to hit. Yeah. Its so, initiative is four. Okay. So I just roll my strength and dex, right? Yep. 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 yep, yep. I rolled a ten. So you definitely hit. Slice off hand in one movement from okay. the last one. All right. Yep. Roll your damage. 14. Oh my god, are you for real? I lied. I lied. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's a, no, it's a 5. I rolled a percent of, uh, I rolled cuz it's 2 dent t d10. You rolled I, 2 d10 for your damage? Yeah, well cuz my my strength is pl- bumped up right now. Oh my god, you're um, a monster. But I, I read to... it, but I keep reading the I keep doing this. The percentiles it says 10, but it's really a 1. It's not oh, a 10. Yeah. So okay. I rolled I 5. Damage is 5. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Still, you're you're so strong. Why am I throwing like level two monsters at you? I need to be throwing. Because I got stung by a bee when it was already dead. <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, I am a level two. I just bumped up my strength because there's two other monsters. He's not the only monster. So I know that he's the level two monster. The one behind him's a level four, and the one behind him's level six. What? No, that is what. No. Okay, bump it up. This is this isn't like a like a boss battle. <laughs> <laughs> that has to happen for adventurers, right? Like the first monster you come at, you're like, oh yeah, now I'm getting to the swing of it. And then like you're getting really good, you're getting really good, and then all of a sudden in the middle of your journey, you're like battling a fly that's nothing, you just like swat it away. You get like something super duper easy, is what I'm saying. Like if yeah. you were a proper adventurer. I mean that's what happens in RPGs like that's what yeah. It's the RPG experience of just like grinding i mess up so much you're looking at me like i should know this but i mess up so much <laughs> like that's not a thing i recognize <laughs> yeah it's like uh like you, you go back to the first location in your rpg and it's like oh these things that used to cause me problems now i'm one shotting and etc i'm gonna uh attack you okay um so so you swing, um, yeah, I can say you, 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 again, very crisp kind of slice through its, its other hand and it takes a lumbering step in 
and it's going to, uh, I think, headbutt you with its mushroom cap. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if I can actually hit you. Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> it is going to miss terribly. Well, I mean, it's a mushroom. So maybe it hits me, but it doesn't do any damage. It's a mushroom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I like that, too. I think it kind of just, like, uh, it it slams against you. And I think it, like, it definitely it pushes you back. It has some force, but it definitely is kind of, like, stumbling. It's not really, uh, not very strong at all. The other two mushrooms, you can see they're kind of, like, also lumbering. They're trying to both push in through the door at the same time, but they can't fit. So there's just kind of, like, big hands and, like, limbs pushing through the doorway as these other two myconids try to try to crawl through. And last up is Sorel. Oh, Sorel's gonna slice and dice. Well, so, okay, so the question is, can Sor- well? Oh, that's fair, because Sorel's not in the front. Yeah. That's fair. And I don't think she'll want to use her fire breath. That uses, like, all of her MP. She does not have very much. Mm-hmm. I think she maneuvers into a better position so that when... The first myconid makes it through. That's the sound of the other myconids in the doorway. Um, it, so when the first myconid makes it through, I'm dealing with the two and she's dealing with the one. So I think she's going to maneuver. I, I, that's her plan. I don't know if that'll happen, but that's her plan. So okay. she's kind of maneuvering into position. Okay. So that sounds like assessing the situation sort of because she's kind of like getting prepared. She's getting set up. Yeah. So why don't you re-roll her initiative? Five. Okay, that's better. Slightly better. All right, that brings us back to Akreya, which... Um, I don't feel like she's going to do anything differently. She can, She's continuing to defend yeah. Aurelis. Yeah. All right, and then that takes us to you. Yeah, I'm going to slice and dice. Slice, slice, slice. I'm going for the head, the neck. Yeah, try and yeah, just chop cut it off. That. All right, yep. cool. Chop it off, chop it off, chop it off. That's going to hit. So what is that? Four, 13. Yeah, that hits. Yeah. <laughs> 13. And my damage is 3, 4, 5. I did it wrong last time. You did I it keep, wrong last time? I, my damage, I keep going to roll because it's strength plus 2. And for whatever reason, when I first read it, I'm always like, oh, 2 strength. It's not fucking 2 strength. It's strength plus 2. It's a 5. It's the exact same thing I got last time. Yeah. But it is, I did cheat. I didn't mean to, but it is cheating. All right. I gotta. I, I even have a note that says one die, and I'm still forgetting to do it. Like I don't know how to remind myself. Uh, so you're with well, what spade side? Yeah. I think you swing your spade at this myconid, or you you thrust, and your spade cuts into like just below the cap, but doesn't decapitate it. Just kind of like plunges in. It you nearly headless nick it. Okay. And it kind of stumbles back and it's it's uh head kind of uh like kind of is um hanging off of its off of its uh shoulders um it kind of starts trying to stumble backwards out of the out of the house so i think the other two myconids like see what you like that you've that you're tearing this first one apart and they start kind of like pulling back but they're still kind of stuck before this one can get out and it it pushes against its companions a little bit to try to get out um but it can't 
So instead, it I think it takes its two stumps and it tries to just like bring its like elbow esque limbs uh, down on you. Um, so it's gonna make one last desperate attempt. Let's see if it can hit. That is a six, which does not hit Marin. No, and the, the, they flail through the air harmlessly. And as it as it goes to attack, uh, the other two myconids manage to kind of free themselves, and they start lumbering out into the darkness away from the house. Um, so there's just this one myconid kind of standing there, it, very heavily wounded. I also forgot that Sorel had reassessed the situation, so it was her turn before the Mykonids. So if Sorel would like to go now, um, I think this this I would have had to leave the front area for her to move into the front area, right? Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so she she just got into a defensive position. Okay, that leaves the three of you with this one very wounded Mykonid. So I think combat is like, how do you what what do you do with this Mykonid that is like just kind of like stumbling? Uh, its two hands are kind of like grasping on the floor. It doesn't bleed, right? It's not no, bleeding. Okay. No. And I actually think, I think one of its hands, I think its one hand is still clutched to the doorway. The other hand has started like crawling out of the house as well. Yeah. Um. So I tell Sorrel to get the hand, and I'm sad that it's moving. I was hoping it wouldn't do that, so I could eat it later. Mushroom. Oh, yeah. That would be good. But it's fine. That's totally fine if it's moving because that is more in line with what I thought was actually going to happen. Okay. I think – not okay. I think Marin is going to try to talk to it. I don't know if it understands words or if it can communicate in any way. Marin is not one for words. Why are you here? And I'm looking for any sign that it can understand me. Mm-hmm. Can you give me a – you used to be a hunter, and your one hunter is track. Your one hunter move is track. Animal tracking. Animal yeah. tracking, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Can you give me an intelligence? Could you give me an intelligence intelligence check? Sure. Three. Okay, you don't know anything about myconids. This myconid, um, it doesn't respond in words, but you hear this. Uh, feeling of opportunity. It is greedy and it wants to eat. Can I use that? I think no. It, you're getting this, um, it's almost like a psychic message of hunger mm-hmm. um, and op- and like an easy meal, which obviously you proved not to be. Correct. And I think we see we see Sorrel kind of scrambling on the floor, and she runs over and she grabs the hand and she like picks it up and she's holding it up above her head mm-hmm. as the fingers kind of like uh, gesticulate, like they thing it up, yeah, like from Adam's family, yeah. So when Marin gets this like psychic blast of like hunger, I th- I think she just asks, "Why are you hungry?" I don't think you get any more than than, than that, that. Yep. I think she tries one more time. Um, where are you from? I don't expect a response. Like, Diana doesn't respect a response, but Marin yeah. is trying one more time. You get a, a an impression of the scent of pine and the deep forest and the dark and of spores 
under rotting leaves. Um, and you also get an impression of, uh, so like previously you got that impression of opportunity. Mm-hmm. You get this impression of uh, almost like being jailed, almost being forced into dormancy beneath the rotting leaves. And I think it, it looks at you, or it's kind of like it's swaying a little bit on its feet. And then uh, af- after you don't attack it again, it kind of, it starts to turn and it goes to start to try to leave the house. Because it, 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 it obviously isn't going to get a meal here. Right. Thank you for joining us for episode 16 of Heart Points, a one-to-one RPG actual play podcast. I am your husband and GM, Zach. I am your wife and player, Diana. And this is episode 16 of the Blood Gold campaign. How are you, my darling? I'm doing very well. I'm very excited. I have no idea what I'm going to do in this episode. Just fair warning. <laughs> Don't know where this is going, but uh, yeah. We'll maybe do some, let's, we'll see, we'll, we'll do some meta gaming, I think, when we get back to the episode. Uh, I'm feeling very, <laughs> do you remember the terrible ad campaign for that movie, The Snowman, that was like, I gave you all the clues, Mr. Policeman? No, um, you crazy person. You gave me no clues. I, that's fair. You gave me no clues. I think. You gave me, I got attacked in the woods. That's not a clue. I got attacked in the woods. When did, when did you, oh, you got attacked I in got the, attacked in the woods. A lot has happened since you got attacked in the no, woods. No, not a lot has happened. I got attacked in the woods and then I went to church. That's what happened. And then you attacked a young man. Because I went to church and he was weird. (laughs) Yeah, weird, weird. I can't imagine what what a teenage boy would be thinking about that wasn't his job. I just can't imagine. So maybe if someone had asked him. I did. (laughs) I did ask him. I did. And he was like, no, I'm not going to answer your question. So obviously he was a spy who was ruining everything for everyone. Obviously, we'll 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 think we'll think about it in a little bit. But uh, otherwise, it is what six hours since we recorded that seven hours. Yeah, the joys of goblin parenting. Yeah, means that all of the ways we used to record no longer apply, including sitting down and recording an episode from start to finish. Yeah. We don't even have long episodes. Our episodes are only like an hour long, and we still can't do them in one sitting. Anymore. She is the worst. She is just... Um, she's know, terrible. She's... she's my family. I love her, but she's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> that was Bob's Burgers. Uh, yeah. Case yeah. Then, but well, I know you know, but okay. other people are listening to this. Fair, fair, fair. You and I binge Bob's Burgers an unhealthy amount. It's true. But I don't think other people do that. Okay. So I need to <laughs> I need to, you know, like little put put credit where credit is due. I didn't come up with that. Bob's I, Burgers did. I would not be surprised if we are not the only people who regularly re- re-watch Bob's Burgers. I was going to say who binge watch Bob's Burgers 5 times all the way through over quarantine. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's more regular than that. Listen, we should get back to this episode so I can make some bad decisions. All right, you you just want to get right back to it. We don't got anything we want to talk about, I guess. Listen, the sooner we get through this episode, the sooner I get some wine. So, 
I put I put on some mold wine because um, we fancy folk. We're not fancy folk. I just like to add sugar to my wine, <laughs> which, <laughs> which is never, the opposite of fancy. Never. Well, who has mold wine nowadays? I don't know. Very few people have some mold wine, y'all. If that's an a, a, an available thing for you, or just like mold hot chocolate, is that a thing? I don't know I what don't makes think it mold. So. I'm pretty sure it's the spices that make it mold. So hot cider apple cider Mm. that would be more appropriate yeah i don't drink hot things all right let's do this okay all right let's get back to the episode no no time's a wasting time's a wasting i got bad decisions to make the mushroom man is walking away from aurelis's home you are in aurelis's home with sorel acrea and a very confused, very frightened young man named Aurelis. So here's, here's what I think I would like us to do. I want us to think about what we know so far. What do we, what do we know? I am having, I know that we left the middle. I know that I am supposed to only talk about the show, but I am having legit flashbacks to middle school. I'm having middle school, like, riddle thinking flashbacks i promise you i will not understand the thing that you want me to understand i will not get it i don't do thought experiments i understand that i have two degrees in psychology this is not my jam i don't do these i won't understand what you're telling me okay what do we know birds are getting attacked Birds. (laughs) it happens in the early morning times (laughs) the hunters are upset that their birds are getting attacked i was attacked because apparently i look like a mushroom person i barged into i made the person who attacked me feed me and give me shelter Mm -hmm. i then went to church (laughs) (laughs) what did what did you see at the church i saw an old man and a young man Mm -hmm. the young man was suspicious the old man was old what what else did you see at the pega shrine things on the tree what did you notice about the things on the tree? That they were nailed into the tree. <laughs> Am I supposed to understand something? They were nailed into the tree. <laughs> some of them were old and some of them were new. Some of them were old and some of them were new. That's true. That's true. <laughs> I, I hate you and this. Okay. Some of them were old and some of them were new. But the teenage boy was suspicious because he did not want to talk to the old lady. Which is not suspicious at all, but the old lady thought it was. <laughs> I'm clearly missing something about this tree, but there is a mushroom person walking away from me right now. Yes, that's I true. I could just follow the mushroom person. That is. That but is... now you're making me feel like I should tell the scared teenager that I just traumatized to go do work for me. But I don't know what I'm supposed to tell him to do. Go back to the tree. He goes to the tree every day. I don't know what I'm supposed to tell him. what am i supposed to tell this is why i need to play with a group someone would know byro would know byro's probably killing himself right now he's brought byro is probably very upset with me right now because he knows the answer to this stupid riddle and i don't you know that that might be true but it also very well might be true i might have thought that i was leaving big hints and i didn't so here's here's something else that i would posit you have three characters with you who also saw or know most of the things that you saw or know. Are you telling me 
that I just needed to click on an NPC three more times before I would have gotten the answer? Less like click on an NPC and um, talk to an NPC <laughs> instead of attacking them in their house. I talked to the NPC. I did. I went up to him. I was like, you click. There's a tr- there's an exclamation point over your head. I clicked on you. You didn't give me the information. You gave me nothing. So I moved on. Do he needs to be sitting in a chair before I click on him? Like, that's what needs to happen? I'm clicking on him. I ask Aurelis, question. I click the button to make him talk to me. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Hold on. So I know what I'm doing. No, unless no. you're giving me some more help. Help, air quotes. No. Acrea. So Aurelis screams. What was that? And he is shouting, screaming. He's getting, he's like pulling himself out of bed, like untangling the sheets as Akrea hops down. And Akrea approaches you and she kind of looks up at you and goes, did it respond to any of your questions? Yes. It is very hungry and it was confined in a sort of prison, she says, because she didn't write it down, so she doesn't 100% remember. You're, you're correct. Um, But it was more of a feeling than words. I feel like I'm missing something. You're looking at me like I'm missing something. Okay. No, no, you're doing great. Marin would remember. Yeah, Marin does remember. To be clear. It, yes, you are absolutely correct. It, it um, was hungry. It was taking an opportunity because it managed to escape from its confines. Yes. And its confines were the woods. Deep in the woods. Yes, like uh, beneath yeah. the muck in yes. the woods. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you, you tell this to Acrea, and I think Acrea turns to Aurelis. See, I want to do this without like deus ex machina because I don't want to just like... What does that mean? You keep saying it. And I know you've explained it to me, but clearly my brain doesn't retain it. What does that mean? Deus ex machina is God is in the machine. And it's just like... I can translate that. I'm sorry. It's Latin. <laughs> sorry. I, I'm getting I'm really a- irritated because you gave me a thought puzzle and I'm terrible at those. I know you speak Portuguese, but deus ex machina is Latin. It's a, a term in theater for a god fixes the problem. Like th- there's like just suddenly a solution or a like, or, or even a problem that has no rational reasoning. It just happens. Okay. So, because I want to empower you and Marion, but I also don't want to frustrate you and Marion. And I can see that I have frustrated you. No, and all that would happen is I like at this point, I'm going to burn the forest down. So. <laughs> Here's my question. Not a joke. Here's my, that question. was my next thought. Yeah. What do you think mm-hmm. might have been confining these violent mushroom people? Well, we keep talking about that tree. So I'm going to say the tree. So what's wrong with the tree? I don't, Remember, I didn't write it down. Is it dying? Is it old? It's being nailed. Nailed it. it. Holes are being put in it because of the nails. Mm-hmm. So Aurelis and Acrea hear what you say about something was, about it was being confined. Correct. You know, <laughs> okay, just because I really want to do this. Give me an, give me a spirit intelligence check. Okay. And I'm going to say... This is a three test. This is a uh, this is a difficulty three. I feel like four. This frustration four. is in character. 
I don't feel like Marin knows what to do. She's not killing something. I, I'm I'm all about that. But the level of frustration that Diana is feeling, I don't <laughs> think is what Marin would be feeling. I want to be clear about this. The high-pitched, almost crying sounds. Oh, no. Those are Diana. I'm not going to cry. But those are Diana. Marin's not doing that. Marin's just getting angry. Are we having another Zach almost kills Sophia moment? No. No. We're having flashbacks to my effing woodshop teacher who would make us do word puzzle things like riddles every day. And I was terrible at them. I wasn't allowed to make anything until I answered the question. And I almost never answered the question without his help. It was terrible. Well, that sounds like a power mad teacher. Probably. Torturing a child. Probably. But everyone else figured it out. I was the only one. I could never figure it out. I'm sorry. I hate them. So mysteries maybe aren't. Uh, They're not maybe, my thing. Maybe we're not going to do a lot of mysteries in blood cult. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. I rolled a six. Okay. There's not a lot of intelligence going on over here. Tell me again about how Mar- Marin feels about the Pega. I think that's complicated. She's, I mean, that's that's the feeling. She's complicated. It's complicated. Um, I think it's starting to change a little bit now because she had the weird dream that she's had. She's She, you know, throughout her life, she's had these sort of weird experiences with the Pega. But, you know, she has her deference at, at each Pega shrine that she sees because – she doesn't want to tempt it anymore, but she's not sure. She doesn't really believe, but she doesn't not believe. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. she she doesn't know if she believes, but she knows that she doesn't not believe. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, which is kind of why she's had the deference. And now it's changing a little bit more because of she, – like, she keeps having these experiences. Like, throughout her life, you know, she had the, the very tragic death of her partner, and then she's had this weird dream. And so I think – like, it's slowly changing to, well, like, maybe I need to be more serious about this instead of just being respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, but at this moment, she doesn't really know what she believes other than she knows she believes something. I think the fact that Marin doesn't put a lot of stock in the Pega. It's not that Marin doesn't put a lot of stock in the Pega. Mm-hmm. It's that Marin doesn't necessarily know what the Pega are slash is mm-hmm. but Marin knows that there's some sort of power there which is why there's always that's why she always leaves something at the offerings that's why you know because when she was younger she would always take things she never left anything and that her partner tragically died so now she leaves things all the time and then she had this weird dream so like I think there is stock it just isn't specific okay does that make sense yeah absolutely Akreya looks to you and to Arellis and she turns back to you and says, when we went to the shrine today, did you notice anything odd about the tree? And I'm going to tell you, because you rolled well, you remember that you saw that there was mold and fungus growing on some of the old flags. That's right. And they were killing parts of the tree. Like the tree was still healthy, but there were parts of it that were wounded because some of these old flags had mushrooms and mold and fungus growing on them. This is something that Marin didn't think about at first because it's just a tree and trees get fungus on them. Sometimes they get mold. But when Akreya asks you this, you remember that Aurelis's side of the tree had all these really old flags that were starting to rot and were starting to discolor the tree. So I remember this. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Um, I, I think I turn to Aurelis and I ask him, is part of your job maintaining those old flags? He's like um, trying to, he's like shaking, trying to light a candle by his bed. And he's like, uh, I, yeah, I mean, we're supposed to, you know, we tack on the new flags and once a, it's something's been resolved or it's, you know, it's, it's older. We, yeah, we, we take it off. We water the tree. We keep, yeah, I mean, yeah, that's part of my job. Have you taken any off since you started? Yeah. He kind of like looks at you. I think so. Okay, we're about to go take off a whole bunch. Get some pants on. Let's go. He gets, he starts getting dressed and Akraya turns to you and says, um, Bedithu is the tower of the pine. It is the protector of this forest. If he has not been maintaining it properly, that what might be what was confining the myconids beneath the soil. And he's like, I, uh, no, I don't think that's not, it's not my fault. I think Marin, like, like, buttoning his shirt up. I think Marin turns and stares daggers at him and goes, I'm not fixing your door. And leaves. <laughs> Implying that he must follow now. Yeah. And he does. Um, and we see you, uh, y'all are walking back into town. And uh, Sorrel is kind of like, She's got her sword up and she's like trying to be like on guard, protect you in case anything, she's like, if anything else shows up, I, I'm going to get a piece of it. I didn't get, uh, I didn't get a, pe- a piece of it before, but if some pops out, I'm going to get it. And, uh, it's, it started raining really hard again. Um, and I think she tied the hand to like her waist. She like, but is it still like moving around? It's starting to slow down. Okay. And meanwhile, Akraya is just reaming out Aurelis. She's like, how could you slack on your duties? This entire town depends on you performing your duties. Your job is to take care of Bedithu and to take care of this town and the entire forest. And he's like, it's not my fault. I'm new to this, okay? And uh, continuing to rain, poor. Presumably, I... We're going to the tree. yeah, Yeah. Marin, I imagine straight to the tree and the first thing i do is i start looking for what looks like the moldiest slash mushroomiest covered one mm-hmm. and i rip it down and i just keep doing that i just take the moldy moldy mushroom ones and i keep ripping them down and Aurelis like runs up beside you and i think we i think we established that he locked up the like so he locked the the kiosk yeah, so do you just, like, jump the kiosk? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He, like, uh, listen, I might be old, but I'm agile. Oh, yeah, you are. You're fit. Uh, and he, he runs up. He goes, you can't, you can't do that. And he's, like, trying to fiddle with the lock, and he finally gets it done. And he's like, you can't, you can't do that. You have to be uh, trained, ordained. Um, you aren't doing it? As I continue to rip down moldy ones. Uh, and he comes over, and he starts... Uh, I'm sure there's like a proper way to do it. Ripping them down is, I'm sure, not the way to do it. Um, but he starts, yeah, he starts taking off some of like the old ones, the nasty ones, and you can feel they're they're like slimy beneath your fingers. Um, there's like uh, big mushroom caps growing under some of them, um, and there there aren't terribly many. And I think Akraya comes over as well. She starts helping while Sorel keeps guard under the under the. Pat, podium. I think I ask Sorel every once in a while what the hand is doing. 
Sorrel, like the first couple times, Sorrel's like, it's still, it's kind of twitching down there. And a couple minutes later, she's like, nope, it's, it ain't, it ain't moving. Um, when we take off the ones that seem like when it looks like we have cleaned the tree, basically, um, I look at Aurelis and I say, go get the priest because we need to make sure that it's like done well and I don't trust him anymore. So, yeah, I, I tell him, go get the priest who has a name. I don't remember what it is. He, he looks out into the, the darkness and the rain and then he looks back at you and goes, Right, right now, alone. You can take Sorrel. That's fine. Okay. Uh, and he looks at Sorrel, and Sorrel kind of like raises her sword up, and they they go and they go off the pagoda, uh, and it's leaving you and Acrea here alone as the rain kind of drums on the roof of the pagoda, uh, and you can see it kind of like drips down a little bit down the trunk of the tree but uh, the pine needles kind of catch a lot of it and you can hear it kind of shaking with the wind uh as Aurelis and Sorel run out into the darkness i think i ask akraya do you think this will be enough uh Acrea nods and she is um doing some sort of like very light magic um kind of uh as she uh, grinds up some herbs and uh very light, like apothecary magic. And she nods and she says, yes, I would believe so. I think that uh, it doesn't seem that the damage to the tree is particularly significant. We have gotten it in time. Bethu should heal and be back to their full power soon. I mean, I think you see Marin kind of doing like, She's kind of just keeping her hands busy. She might be taking down some more that look like they might get moldy soon. Or um, you see her kind of just fiddling. And I think she asks, how do you know? That it will be okay? Yeah. I think she I think she actually like crawls up onto the, the desk and sits down. Uh, and she goes, the Pega are living things they're tied to soul and they're a part of soul they can get hurt they can get distracted they can heal Bedathu is more and just this tree when the tree heals Bedathu will heal I think you see Marin like Marin didn't look up during that exchange her head was just kind of looking at whatever it is that her hands were doing to keep busy and I think you just continue to see her keeping busy I don't think she responds I think you just see her being busy while they wait for the priest Alright, that's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Ryutomo was designed by Atsuhiro Okada and translated into English by Matt Sanchez and Andy Kitkowski. You can find more at kotohi.com. We want to thank Zach B, our editor and producer, without whom the show would not get made. Seriously, if you didn't hear me basically cry screaming at uh, Zachary, <laughs> then it's... Listen, 
It was not good. I was not in a good mental space. Uh, I hate word puzzles. I'm not good at them. So if you didn't hear that or you only heard a minimal amount of it, thank you. Thank you, Zach B. We also want to thank In Love with the Ghost for the use of their song, Chilling at Nemo's Place, off of the album Healing. You can find In Love with the Ghost at inlovewiththeghost.bandcamp.com. Please make sure to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. It means a lot to us and it helps other people to find us. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at HeartPointsPod. Please follow us and join us for discussion about RPGs and podcasts, and make sure to share us with everyone you know, especially your RPG-loving friends. Thank you so much to our patrons whose support keeps the show going. If you would like to become a patron of the show, find us at patreon.com forward slash heartpointspod. You can directly support the show and help us to maintain it and better it every week while getting cool rewards like access to our patron-only Discord, a monthly bonus pod, and other things. Every dollar makes a huge difference. Yeah, some things, some cool things that we are doing uh, on the Patreon now is uh, I am trying to run week or monthly RPG sessions with our patrons. Uh, so if you are a patron at any level, we can hang out and play an RPG. We played Dungeon World in January with a couple patrons and had a great time. And uh, I would highly recommend trying to get in on that. Also, just wanted to plug that we now have a Redbubble store with some awesome uh, designs by Strawberry Nightmare and E.M. Fields, including a Fuck a Hustle design and a uh, The Hive Will Survive design, both with amazing kobolds. This episode was sponsored by Mikey Ham and Andrew Bailey. The elegant pega Andrew Bailey is well-loved as the enchanting Hand of the Birds, whose luxurious shrine is gilded with gold tiles some gone missing over the years. Thank you so much for your support, Mikey and Andrew. And thank all of you again for joining us in our adventure today. We hope that as you return back to the real world, that you continue to have a very nice day. But like, a very, very nice one.